Hello, and welcome to the Evolution Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Ferraro, here with my co-host, Dave Sanders. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking NFL preseason and the shocking news of Andrew Luck's retirement. Uh, let's just start with the uh, giant cult in the room. Andrew Luck announced his retirement, well, got leaked, actually, on Saturday night uh, before he was going to make the announcement on Sunday at 3. Dave, what's your first thoughts on Andrew Luck retiring from the NFL? That was pretty shocking. Yeah. I saw some messages come by in a fantasy football league chat, and I thought it was kind of odd. Um, and then I went to Twitter, saw Schefter's report, and yeah, I guess it's true. What were your initial thoughts? Um, uh, I said a whole lot of expletives. Um, I was watching the Miami-Florida game because that was the only game that was on. Um, great week zero game, but that's a whole other topic. Shocking. Um, I didn't, ex- you know, I figured he wouldn't stick around until he's 40, but at, I think he's 29 now. I didn't quite see that one coming. Yeah, it is pretty shocking, especially coming off the year he had last year. Um, we knew that he had some injuries this preseason and potentially wouldn't start the season, but this is a whole different level. Um, I guess I'm happy for him. I don't you know, feel any ill will towards him, and I'm kind of frustrated with some of the criticism out there, but it's uh, good to see him go out on his terms, and hopefully he doesn't have you know, these lingering injuries the rest of his life because it seems like some of the pain just keeps um, remaining there. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you've got ill will towards a guy at 29 who's made $100 million saying, I don't want to get beat up for a living, you need to, you need to check yourself. Like, he's not soft. He's not anything like that. He made the right move. He just got married. He's got a child on the way. He's got a degree from Stanford in engineering, so he's a smart guy. He's made $100 million and his family's not exactly poor, so it's not like Andrew Luck's got to leave here and go sell used cars. Yeah, exactly. I think the original report didn't do him any favors. Somebody definitely leaked it to Schefter, but it coming out that it was mental fatigue, which definitely is part of it, but it didn't really go into how the, you know, injury was not progressing this year. And it went from a calf to being also the ankle. And he vowed after 2016, that whole year where he was in pain, didn't go through any practices, really just was there for games and getting shot up or who knows whatever was going on there. Um, he made that vow to never do that again. So it's definitely injuries played a big part here. Um, and I wish that he had been able to like tell it on his own terms originally, but I know in 2019 with news breaking, that's pretty hard to do. Oh yeah. And I don't blame Schefter for leaking the news because if Schefter didn't do it, Rappaport would have done it. Somebody, somebody would have leaked the news. So it's, it's not exactly. on Schefter. Um, I don't blame him at all whatsoever for leaking the news. Uh, you know, it's his job is to drop news. So you're not going to sit on that and be like, well, I'll wait till tomorrow. Because if he didn't say it, somebody else did it. This is somebody from the Colts trying to make him look bad. Um, this is the only thing I could think of is who it would be. But, I mean, if you kind of roll back through his through six seasons, he's torn cartilage and two ribs. That's wildly painful. Uh, partially torn abdomen. Um, I can't imagine I've not done that. Um, having known, having a player that did a little of that, he's like your lower body's disconnected from your upper body. Um, or go ask a woman who's had a C-section with this like to tear up your abdomen. A lacerated kidney that left him pee and blood and at least one concussion, Lord knows what's more than that, a torn labrum in his throwing shoulder, and now this lower leg injury. It's a lot. It's a lot. It adds up. Um, Just his career – I mean, if you look back at the totality of his career, he came, you know, as a high prospect going to Stanford, highly regarded prospect going to Stanford, really performed well there. We knew for years he'd be the number one pick. Uh, And he really didn't disappoint as a pro. The injuries held him back a bit, but he was a heck of a player. And what I appreciate most about him is that he was himself. he didn't really put on, you know, the, the shine of being anybody else or put on like anything fake. I mean, he still had a flip phone for years. He was like this in a way, almost like dorky, 
um, but really genuinely nice guy who, you, if you watch the 25-minute press conference, which I definitely recommend, um, you get that's who Andrew Luck is. He's very genuine, thanked everybody, answered everybody's questions. Definitely a good guy for the sport. I'll definitely be missed. So you mean the guy who got an engineering degree is a dork? Yeah. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I, 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 the, my favorite is he walks into that press conference knowing the information just got leaked, and he goes, hello. Like, I, 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 <laughs> I was, love the guy. I that was amazing. Guy. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a class act, and that's, that's what he's been his whole career. He's answered questions. He's done that. Uh, you know, the whole campaign was the suck for luck, and it just happened to magically happen for the uh, Colts right after Peyton Manning magically gets hurt and misses a year. Um, not that he didn't have a neck injury, but, you know, Colts fan have been spoiled that they went from Peyton Manning, who's arguably the greatest of all time, to, you know, six seasons of Andrew – no, five seasons of Andrew Luck playing, who, if he would have kept playing, would have probably won an MVP. And I have no doubt saying that if he would have played another six or seven years, been a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, you know, he was, I think he was 10-1 to 1 or 11-1 to 1 odds to win MVP this year. Like, he's super talented, super good, and a great guy. Um, I think the thing I will probably miss the most, though, from Twitter is the Captain Andrew Luck account. That account has been really good. I know there was a lot of anticipation for what he put out, and I think he did pretty well. Uh, a lot of pressure on that guy to come through in this situation. Yeah. Um, if you've not, for all the listeners, I mean, you probably know who that is, but if you haven't, go look up Captain Andrew Luck on Twitter. Uh, roll back through. Uh, just uses his beard as a uh, Civil War soldier, so it's pretty funny. Uh, but like I said, I'm happy for Andrew Luck. If you're not happy for Andrew Luck, you, you probably need to check yourself. That That's an issue. Um, so I'm thrilled for him. I'm really glad to see him kind of move on on his own terms, take his money, take his – now he's got a family, and just kind of be able to do what he wants to do. Yeah, it's definitely good to go, you know, go out on your own terms. It sounds like 2016 is a really dark year for him. Um, and not have to go through that emotional and, you know, physical struggle again would probably be a good thing for him. Um, I know Colts fans are getting ripped for booing, and that is pretty inexcusable at the preseason game. I will caveat that with I don't know who's still attending a preseason, the third preseason game of the year in the fourth quarter. Those are that's not really representative of the whole fan base. Um, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean it was a bunch of morons. That's yeah. all you can put. There are morons point. in every fan base. Exactly. You can't judge a fan base based on that. Like it's disappointing for him that, that that's kind of the last little hurrah he gets. Yeah, I'd like to see him be able to kind of go out a little bit more on his own terms that way as far as how he gets to announce it. But, yeah, it kind of is what it is. They'll look back. They'll remember the great years of luck. You know, now they're a nice little crossroads for the Colts. Uh, they got Percet coming, but they've got a lot of dudes that are kind of on contract years or close to it. So, um, this will be interesting to see what they do. Obviously, 6-10 and is not going to get you two at this point. So, if they want to suck for Tua, they've got that option. I think that roster's too good to suck for Tua. I um, would say yes. Chris Ballard's done a hell of a job there. That offensive line's really good. You've got good weapons. I mean, you got T.Y., you got Funches. You've got two very serviceable tight ends. Um, I'm really excited to see what Frank Wright does there because I've read Warren Sharp's book, and he's very complimentary of pretty much all the different things that Frank Wright's been doing in that offense, you know, passing the running backs early, um, passing on early downs, just really following a lot of the most efficient trends in the NFL. So I'm really excited to see what he does with young quarterbacks like Brissett and my guy, Swag Kelly, um, who I think is going to actually get the job at some point this year. But I'm really excited to see – this is a big test for Frank Wright, and hopefully they've had some time to prepare Brissett a little bit. Hopefully it wasn't brand new to him over the weekend. Um, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I think the initial report is Luck told everybody about 10 days ago. 
Yeah. Um, so he, they, they've kind of known it was coming, but so like, I think he's probably had good talks with Jacoby. Um, and as we kind of move on to the to regular preseason, I will use Jacoby reset as a springboard for an interesting statistic that I heard today. Um, 10 out of the last 11 seasons, the North Carolina state Wolfpack have had a NFL starting court, an NFL quarterback at the helm. Wait, was that was just specific to the Colts? No, not to the Colts, but to the NC state Wolfpack. Yeah. Um, I was having to listen to a little bit of local radio. And if you go back through Wilson handed off to Glennon, who handed off to Brissett, they had one off year and then it went to Finley. Wow. So pretty good. 10 out of the last 11 years. So it's quarterback you here at NC state. <laughs> and you got Philip Rivers on the leagues too. Oh yeah. So there's been a lot of, a lot of quality, quality coming here to the ACC country. Yeah. Uh, but as we kind of roll into the preseason talking quarterbacks, anyway, there are four projected starting quarterbacks that have not played a snap this preseason. Uh, Rogers, Goff, Wentz and Rivers. Um, Trubisky's done three snaps, no dropbacks. Carr's done six with two dropbacks. Breeze with a whopping eight snaps and six dropbacks. Uh, Cam Newton played 11 snaps with eight drops backs. Um, still got hurt. And then Watson played 13 snaps and eight dropbacks. Uh, does that surprise you? Yeah, to me, it's pretty surprising. Usually we consider the third preseason game to be when the starters play a, you know, significant portion. Not really happening here. It seems like coaches are, you know, afraid of getting their franchise quarterback hurt, and I can't blame them at all. As an Eagles fan, I didn't want to see Wentz out there, period. Um, so to me, that makes sense. But the preseason product is so damn bad. I haven't been able – I've tried to watch some of it, and it's just awful. I had it on in the background, um, so I did see a chunk of the second preseason game for Philadelphia just because I had it on, and I don't know why I was still watching it, but I was still watching it. You're, we're, we're quickly moving to, I would have to say, at the next negotiation, it'll be an 18-game season, two bye weeks, and maybe they do one or two preseason games. Uh, the preseason's going away. It's just it, It's bad. It's not great football. Uh, there's a lot of different ways the NFL could groom some people, find some new dudes if they want to use preseason as evaluation time. Yeah, exactly. And we love the draft. We love player evaluation. I like watching some of those young guys play, but the, it's the product for four games, it's just such bad football. I tried to record every game NFL Network was showing week one of the preseason, and I quickly deleted those after watching about 15 minutes. Yeah, it's probably a terrible idea there. Yeah. <laughs> it, like I said, the, the way the NFL could fix that is they would do a developmental league, whether it be late spring kind of deal. Um, every team gets a team and they got to pay for it. The NFL makes enough money. It's not that hard to do. Uh, but then you could do a, you know, four, six, eight game little, you know, something small. I'd probably say if you want to do your quote four preseason games, you can run some preseason games, you know, late spring. Um, early summer, and then that could use your some of your developmental time. People would be all for it because you get the chance to see some guys. Just trying to help the NFL make some money. But I do find it interesting that you had probably was at four, eight, eight or nine starting NFL quarterbacks and didn't play many snaps. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a conservative approach. But if those guys go down, their season's over. So I completely understand it. I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah, well, I think it's funny that Cam Newton played eleven snaps, still got hurt. Coming off yeah. offseason shoulder surgery, a whole bunch of stuff trying to protect him. Um, um, did you watch the on Amazon Prime the All or Nothing? Yeah, I'm almost finished with it. Yeah, I'm just about there too. So you see, you got a lot of behind the scenes about him. Um, if you have not watched that, it's a nice plug for Amazon Prime. The All or Nothing Carolina Panthers following them in the 2018 season. Uh, basically, hard knocks during the season. Which is yeah, pretty cool. 
Yeah, it's well, I think it's what eight episodes, so it's not yeah. too too long, but it's pretty good. Has there been any surprise players so far in this preseason? Guys who stuck out that you're like, whoa, I can't believe kind of how they've looked. Sure. Um, Darwin Thompson for Kansas City. Uh, Matt Waldman was a big fan of his during draft season. Um, I've liked him a lot as well. And it's really nice to see him step up for Kansas City and really look explosive. They've got – you add him, you add um, Miko Hardman, their first-round receiver. They've got so much speed on top of the guys they already had there, which is just insane. Um, I know we want to talk a little bit about the Cardinals too. So that Monday night game against the Raiders that was on national TV, it looked like a mess for Kyler and Cliff. Um, do you have any concerns from that? Or you think it was just kind of a vanilla, we're not going to show much of anything here? Oh, I think it's a pretty vanilla approach. I don't think they're going to show a whole lot. I think it's, they're both going to learn a little bit. So it's adjusting to NFL speed, it's adjusting to NFL coverages. I'm not concerned. Um, I think they're both going to be fine. I think it's going to be a great offense. I think there's going to be a decent team. Um, I don't think they're going to get playoffs or anything, but we'll get into that to an, at another pod and we start doing some predictions and go through that. Um, I'm not really concerned. Like I said, it's preseason. It is what it is. The product's garbage, so you can't draw too many conclusions off of it. Do you think they're going to be good? I think they will be in time. There's still more work that needs to be done. Offensive line's still a bit of a mess. Defense can be improved. I'm not too worried about it. I, I think it'll be fine. I wouldn't draw too much off preseason. If you remember back to Cam Newton's rookie year, he looked like absolute trash. It turned out all right. And everybody's favorite, Blake Bortles, looked like a world beater in the first preseason as a rookie, and that didn't work out too well. So drawing much off preseason is a little tough. Yeah, I think they're going to be really good, at least offensively. They're going to give up a ton of points, but they're going to be in some fun games on red zone this year for sure. And that 4 o'clock window. Yeah, it's going to be going to be going to be shootouts over there. Um, one that people were freaking out about as well, uh, looking pretty rusty with a zero point zero QBR rating was Jimmy G in week two. Um, were you freaking out at all after week two? I know we've got a couple shares there together of him. I'm personally not worried. I think he's good. Um, San Fran must think he's good to give him all that money, but. It is interesting to see Nick Mullins statistically outplay him a little bit in the preseason now. He's facing backups, and that's definitely not the same pressure that Jimmy G has. Um, I'm personally not really worried, though. No, he bounced back. no I'm, I'm perfectly fine. He bounced back, had a pretty solid week here this week. Again, it's the preseason. We can get caught up in who looks good, who doesn't, but he's going to shake off a little rust. I think it's just one of those. you got to get back in the pocket. you got to get hit once or twice. Take a, you know, run a scramble a little bit, make sure your leg feels good. Uh, that's kind of – it's a mental thing, I think, for Jimmy G. Like I said, first week was pretty rough, and then he looked pretty solid the next time. So, I, I've got zero concerns there. He just needs to have a healthy season, a full season, healthy with Shanahan. And I think by next offseason we'll be saying there's no doubts anymore. Um, 100% agree. I think he's a good quarterback. I'm, I'm pretty good with that. Um, but staying out west, because, you know, we've kind of talked Arizona, we've talked 49ers. It's impossible not to talk Oakland Raiders. Um, I guess the easy thing is they've been on hard knocks, so people have got a front row seat to the Antonio Brown saga first his feet problem, now his helmet issue, and everything else that goes along. Man, what do we make of this, Dave? It's a mess. Um, I know Steelers fans are probably kind of relishing in this, saying, like, it's not our problem now. Um, 
as a fan, I'm annoyed by it. I, the whole Antonio Brown thing, just the way he kind of kept a lot of his drama under wraps and now he's just letting it all out. The feet thing's pretty ridiculous. I've never heard of anybody not wearing the proper shoes for cryotherapy. Um, and it seems like it's still bothering him. He was saying on hard knocks that when it gets really hot out and his feet get hot, it starts to burn again. Um, so this might be something that lingers into the year and then the whole helmet saga. I've had enough, but uh, what are your thoughts? Um, when it comes to the feet thing, you got to remember he basically burned several layers of skin off his feet. Uh, so it's going to take a little bit of time for his feet to come back. Um, think about getting a blister, uh, but imagine that being the whole bottom of your foot. So what's it like when you pop a blister and all those fun things? So it's it's interesting. Um, I think he'll be fine there. I mean, he's still, he's still Antonio Brown. He's still nasty. Like He's still a great receiver. The helmet thing starting to perplex me a bit. It's a 10-year-old helmet, and they told you last year you're not going to get to keep it. So either you should have found – like, you're rich. You're Antonio Brown. You could have found a same helmet that's still been certified and still been okay. Right. But I think you were saying there's, what, 47 helmets out there? Just pick one. There's something – exactly. There's something like 46 approved. And this is what happens when, the, when players sue the NFL over safety. They're not going to give way on this kind of stuff. If it doesn't pass the safety tests and they have these new requirements and everybody else has figured it out, he's got to just find a damn helmet and just get going. Um, I think it's interesting on Hard Knocks how Gruden has been especially receptive to everything with him. Um, and it's kind of even Antonio thanked him for kind of having his back across all this. And that's just the thing that Gruden understands how important Antonio is for the Raiders. Um, so I'm excited to see him actually on the field. I think it'd be cool to see him, you know, with Carr out there. He's still, as you mentioned, he's still one of the best, if not the best receiver. Um, so I'll be glad when some of this drama's behind him. Because I know there's, there's going to be drama in the future too, but I'm done with the helmet and the feet stuff personally. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, he Gruden paid for him. So it, it, in the words of Keyshawn, it's going to be feed him the damn ball. Um, you know, he is a wide rediva, so none of this really surprises me as far as kind of how he is. Um, I do get a little Mike and Mike on the way to, or not Mike and Mike, it's Trey and Mike, I guess, in the morning. Wingo and Wingo and Wingo Golic. Golic. Yeah. I, I was, we're not plugging that show, so uh, <laughs> uh, you get a little bit of them in the morning. They had Keyshawn on this morning as they were talking about it. Just, you know, hey, it doesn't matter when you got to feed him 200 times throwing the damn ball because uh, it's got to work because. Gruden paid good money for him, paid a lot of pro- – paid some picks. He's got to make it work. So, Gruden's going to be all about feeding him. I'm for it. Like I said, I'm excited to see how that works out. He is one of the best. So, if I'm Derek Carr, if I don't have any idea, I'm just throwing Antonio Brown and, and let him throw it up. Um, but talking about dysfunctional organizations, um, kind of let's kind of move over to the East now in the NFC and just kind of talk a little bit skins and giants because – each one of them has been criticized pretty heavily. So I guess we'll kind of start with the skins. There's the whole Trent Williams saga being hurt, not hurt. Doesn't trust the training staff needs to be traded. There's, there's a whole lot going on there, Dave. I mean, what's your first thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, it's, I would think that they want to have their star left tackle in place for Haskins. Um, It seems like that's not going to be the case though this year. I'd imagine that he does get traded. There's some reports that they've been offered a lot for him and you'd think those reports are coming from Washington. Um, So I would expect him at some point to get traded probably to the Patriots or somebody like that, but they're a mess and the giants are a mess. And it's interesting to see those two teams kind of going through the same stuff, you know, this year with both rookie quarterbacks that probably start the year on the bench. Um, a lot of the same issues and dysfunction from ownership down to the general manager and on down. 
Yeah, the the Trent Williams injury saga, um, it's probably too much for us to cover at this point. So I I would send somebody to to Google and or Twitter to kind of go a bit more into it. But um, he's not the only one to have complaints concerning that training staff. Um, There are multiple issues there um, as far as just how they've messed people up and messed them up in the long term, especially they rush back. And it's, it's going to take me a minute to remember who they rushed back from a leg injury, and then that turned into worse. And so I, he doesn't trust the skins. I don't blame him. He is definitely going to get traded. It's just a matter of time. Uh, but you would think uh, star left tackles don't come out of nowhere. You'd want to keep him. But um, they did draft Haskins. They've had you know Alex Smith got hurt. They got Case Keenum. They like they've named Case Keenum the starter. How long does he keep that job? Um, I'd say under six weeks. I'm excited to see Haskins at some point. I think he is a project, though. I don't know if he's fully ready by now, so I don't see this as like a damning thing by, um, you know, to not win the starting job in camp. Um, I think Keenum was brought in for this purpose and to kind of take his lumps to start the season and give the fan base some excitement mid-year. Um, I guess what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, I can see Keenum playing out the entire year as a starter. Uh, really? He has moderate success. Um, as long as he's not the reason the team's getting totally screwed. Uh, you know, if he comes out and is having, you know, 20 for 48 for 200 yards and four picks, he's obviously benched. But I do think Haskins is a bit of a project. I could see Haskins sitting most of the year, especially if they're reasonably successful. Um, if they're having a winning record earlier or near 500, I think Keenum keeps the job. He's a pretty decent quarterback. Um, they may take kind of what they're doing out in Denver with – they're talking Drew Locke taking a whole year, basically a year red-shirting. I can see the same kind of thing with Haskins. Kind of roll Keenum through here and then kind of figure out what you got between him, Smith, and Haskins and kind of go from there. This is kind of where I see it. But if you told me, hey, week four, they moved to Haskins, I'd say, yeah, that makes sense too. So not to be on the fence, but I, I could see Keenum going for longer than – at least until they're out of it. They just don't have a ton of weapons. So I'm, I'm personally wouldn't be in a rush to put Haskins out there. You consider the tight ends, Jordan Reed's like on us. Tenth life. Um, those, just, none of the receivers are any concussion. Coming. Another concussion for Jordan. I did. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're talking. Oh, he'll be back by week one. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Stupid I mean, Brad barely stand up or know what his name is, but keep on trotting him out there. Yeah, that's scary. Um, we also have in the NFC East the Giants. They've been the Gettleman era has not gone too well, and it's been you know mocked nationally. I think Daniel Jones has looked really good though in the preseason, at least from his perspective. I am rooting for him in a way because everybody's crushed him. And it's not his fault the Giants took him so early. If he was taken in the second round, nobody would know Daniel Jones really outside of New York. Um, so it's kind of cool to see him look really good this preseason. What it means, I don't know. Do you think it means anything? Um, I mean, we just got done a whole segment about does preseason mean anything. Um, I'm excited to see him be successful. Um, I want him to be successful, um, not too successful, but just enough so it kind of just justifies where he was at. So I'm good with that part. Uh, I mean, Eli's pretty washed up, so I feel like taking the job from Eli should not be that hard. Now, this is Gettleman. He's drafted a quarterback at the wrong time by taking Jones when he should have done a quarterback last year. Instead, took Saquon, which was way too early. I mean, Saquon's uh, quite a good talent, but – didn't make a whole lot of sense based on what you could get. So, knowing the Giants, they're going to screw this up at some point. Probably. Um, yeah, to your point about preseason, yeah, the stats and a lot of it is meaningless. There have been some throws with him where I've been really impressed with ball placement, throwing downfield. When you compare it to my guy, Will Greer, it looks pretty good. 
Will's yeah. scaring the hell out of me. Uh, Will's got to get it together. He's got this week with Cam having a foot injury. I need Will to solidify that backup job there in Carolina. Um, I think it's just it's adjusting a little bit. Some of it's a lot of offenses. Um, you know, Jones ran. He was out at what? Duke. Duke. Yeah. So he ran. He ran the offense there at Duke, and he ran like a pro style offense there. Yeah. So he's he's a step ahead of somebody like my man Will Greer, um, who was running basically you know the spread air raid offense. So it's going to take a little bit for him to get it. Um, I have been impressed from the skins of Kelvin Harmon. Um, he doesn't get great separation. Uh, that's why he fell so far in the draft, but I will die on that hill. Um, so you can be on the Chad Kelly one. I'll be with Kelvin Harmon. We'll have a great time. Neither um, will ever do anything. Probably not. But if, if you got to pick somebody that you're going to, you're going to latch on to and really enjoy, that's where I'm going to go. Yeah. Um, anything you're looking forward to for the rest of preseason, we kind of enter week four. Well, we haven't you're concerned about. We haven't really sold the preseason as being very good, but NFL red zone is back this Thursday with preseason football. So if you want to scan around to really bad games, Scott Hansen's going to be there for you or Andrew Siciliano, whichever one you have. Um, so that might be something I'll watch and hate watch. Um, surprise cuts. I think, it's interesting to see who gets cut in terms of running backs and who the Texans pick up because they got to pick up somebody. They've really only got like Duke Johnson and a bunch of undrafted guys. So I'd be watching like the Eagles backfield. The guys there like Corey Clement probably won't get cut. Josh Adams, Wendell Josh Smallwood. Cut, Smallwood, Boston Scott. Any of those wow. guys could get picked up there. Um, and the Colts will probably acquire some quarterback. There's been rumors about um, Sudfeld of the Eagles because – Ballard tried to claim him off the practice squad two years ago. Um, so maybe something's there now that they have McCown. But I think there's going to be some movement for these teams that have had guys go down over the last two weeks. Yeah, we didn't get really get, get too much into the Lamar Miller injury in Houston. Um, that whole AFC situation's pretty pretty messed up. Um, but, yeah, you look at the Texans. Behind Duke Johnson, I think the combined number of carries for that rest of that backfield is eight. Uh, so there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. Yeah, Duke could have a huge role. I mean, if he's healthy and if they believe he can handle it. Yeah, I mean, people try to knock his size, but size at this point in the NFL doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, there's a lot of guys that are, quote, smaller that do just fine. Um, there's a lot of guys that are bigger that do terrible. So it's, it's not necessarily an indication of anything. They're definitely going to have to add somebody, though, because you, know, you can get somebody 20 touches a game. Duke Johnson's not going to be able to carry, carry or touch the ball 30, 35 times a game. It's just not possible in today's NFL. Yeah, and for fantasy, and this isn't a fantasy show, but that offense is going to be really good. Um, so somebody who's getting touches in that offense is going to have value. So I'd definitely be staying tuned to waiver claims over the next week or so. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think major moves are done. Uh, there's been a lot of talk of a, a big trade dropping at some point. A lot of grumblings on Twitter about that. Um, somebody was talking, the Tyreek Hill or Melvin. We'll kind of see where that goes. That's just random – Twitter stuff, so it could be nothing, could be something. Um, I do look forward to red zone, though. Uh, you can't beat it. It may be bad football, but it's going to be, you know, the octo box of bad football, so I'll take it. Exactly. And we should have some rookies that will be playing. You know, I think this will be a, a lot of time for those guys to play, and hopefully um, at least the first half of the fourth game should be okay. Oh, yeah. And you could find somebody bad to latch on to like we do. Yep. Um, everybody gets their little little guys they enjoy, uh, whether it be somebody from Hard Knocks, as Hard Knock does try to hype up a few, whether it be Swag Kelly, whether it be Harmon or any of the other hills we will randomly die on. 
it's a good time. Cool. I think that'll wrap us up for this week. We're going to get back to more of a regular schedule going forward. Um, I've had some personal stuff, some internet issues where I didn't have internet for over a week. So back in business and ready to kick some more content out. Oh yeah. Look forward. Um, you know, as we kind of get through week four of the preseason, we're going to kind of hit our week one. Uh, we either do end, end of preseason week one, somewhere in there. We're going to kind of get into predictions who we think is going to go far, uh, who we think could be, Super Bowl contenders, MVPs, all that fun stuff. So if you enjoy that kind of content, we'll be right back with that. Uh, plus, baseball's getting ready to wrap up. Basketball's going to start soon. So, uh, like I said, we kind of went through our lull there in the summer. Like I said, personal stuff going on. Um, shocker, I have a kid now. Um, like I said, Dave was out of internet for there for quite a bit. So put us behind the eight ball a little bit. But we are back. I'll uh, be looking forward to some great content we're going to kick out. See if we can't find a few guests or two for you guys because I know how much you love them. Um, but I, that is going to wrap us up here. Make sure you, you know, rate, subscribe, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Evo Sports Pod on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Drew Ferraro 88. Dave, tell them where you can find yourself. D Sanders 877. And we appreciate you guys. Look forward to hearing from you. Love to hear some feedback. Uh, look forward to catching you guys on the next one.